Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Monday, February 6th. 2023 in the Gregorian calendar and the 15th of Shvat 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. Stay tuned for the end of the show where we'll bring you a couple of voices of protesters who were out in the streets of Tel Aviv Saturday night demonstrating against Supreme Court reforms that they say are not a good idea. This week, the Israel Daily News podcast has two big Instagram live interviews to discuss the Supreme Court reform, one with former Israeli ambassador to the U.S., Michael Oren, on Tuesday, so that's tomorrow at 4 p.m. Israel time, 9 a.m. Eastern time, and the other with the famous Israeli advocate, Hen Mazig, on Thursday at 4 p.m. Israel time, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Again, same. These are going to be important, informative, and fun. Catch the full interview on the IsraelDaily.news Instagram account or get a snippet of the audio in podcast form because I will be downloading and stripping the audio from the Instagram Live and putting it into podcast formation if that works better for you. Now, let's get to the news. Earthquakes. Turkey has been hit by two big ones. Israelis, including myself, felt the aftershocks right here in Tel Aviv. And my sisters in western New York got hit by an earthquake as well. 3.9. What a wild time. What are the odds that my sisters and I, separated by thousands of miles, would both feel earthquakes in the middle of the night? pretty crazy. Turkey and Syria are suffering after a powerful earthquake with a magnitude of 7.8 hit. 1,800 people in Turkey and Syria have died as a result of the quake and thousands more are injured. Israel is always big on helping countries with natural disasters. The Holy Land is sending over two relief missions to Turkey within the next 24 hours with the first aid team heading over as we speak. A larger team will arrive tomorrow. The initial quake came in around 3.17 a.m. Israel time and jolted people in the region out of their sleep. Buildings toppled over and collapsed in Turkey and Syria. Hundreds are believed to be trapped under the rubble. It was a cold, rainy, and snowy night in this part of the world, even here in Israel where we are experiencing a big winter storm called Barbara. A hospital collapsed Full of patients and newborns were in there and were evacuated. President Isaac Herzog posted on Twitter saying this, On behalf of the Israeli people, I am deeply saddened by the enormous disaster that has befallen Turkey following last night's earthquake. My condolences to President Erdogan and the Turkish people for the loss of life and destruction of livelihoods. The state of Israel always stands ready to assist in every way possible. Our hearts are with the grieving families and the Turkish people at this painful moment. Syria has asked Israel for earthquake relief. Prime Minister Netanyahu reportedly agreed to oblige to that. This will be a rare cooperation between the two countries as Israel and Syria are enemies. Many people in Israel reported feeling the aftershocks of the quake 
including myself, like I told you, I was brushing my teeth at a very late hour after finishing the Israel Weekly News Wrap newsletter, which comes out on Sunday nights. I was in the bathroom and I felt that the apartment was off kilter. I felt something unbalanced and I felt like it was my whole apartment and I heard a noise as well. And I thought to myself, is that an earthquake? Now, I have felt tremors here in Israel in the past as well. I went to sleep without thinking much and woke up to the disturbing news. Another quake, equally as strong, hit Turkey just some hours ago after people were experiencing and getting over the first one. More people in Israel reportedly felt that from their homes during the day today. Only 80,000 buildings in Israel are built with a high standard following a new rule in Israel that all new buildings constructed needed to be earthquake resistant. The director of the Interministerial Steering Committee for Earthquake Preparedness in Israel, Amir Yahav, says, quote, a strong earthquake can certainly inflict inflict great damage in all parts of the state of Israel. The committee responsible for this, by the way, and the quote is over, I'm talking to you now, met in 2016 and has not met since. Israel is due for an earthquake any day, and geologists say it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Israel sits on multiple fault lines with an emphasis on the Sinai microplate, which geologists mostly agree is a subsection of the, gigant- of the gigantic Nubian plate. The whole Middle East is between these four major tectonic plates, the, the Nubia of Africa, Sinai, Arabia, and Anatolia, which is Turkey. One of the most important things that Israel can do to protect citizens is to renew and strengthen old buildings in the country. About a year ago, February, Israel experienced an earthquake with a magnitude of 3.5. Tremors were felt in northern Israel. Israel's Jordan Valley experienced major earthquakes in the years 746 and 1033, by the way. I thought this was fascinating. Haaretz has an interesting note in an article saying that actually you can even find earlier evidence of quakes in this region from historical sources and the Torah. In 1927, Palestine, which was the name of this area before 1948, experienced a large quake that killed about 500 people and destroyed much of Jericho, Ramla, Tiberias, Nablus. Here are some tips with how to manage if you should deal with an earthquake. If you're inside and can get out of the building within seconds, do it. If you can't leave, go into a room that has the most protection and open the window. If you don't have a safe room, go into the stairwell or the exit of the building, but don't use the elevator. As a last resort, you can sit in the corner of a room or under heavy furniture and protect your head with your hands. If you're outside, stay away from buildings, trees, and electric cables or anything that could fall on you. If in the car... Stop and wait inside your vehicle because the vehicle can protect you. Don't stop on a bridge or intersection or on a steep slope if you're driving. If you're near the beach, stay a kilometer away or go to the fourth floor or higher just in case there's a tsunami or major flooding. In the meantime, Israel's dealing with a storm called Barbara. It's bringing gray skies, rain, and winds throughout the country, especially here in Tel Aviv. So far, some trees are down, floods have come, and an 80-year-old man was thrown down and hurt by the wind. 
A 13-year-old girl was hurt by a tree that came down, and other people have been hit by objects flying through the air due to strong winds. Tuesday is expected to be the worst weather day, and the storm is supposed to come to a close on Thursday. A minimum of five Palestinians were killed this morning during an IDF raid into a refugee camp in the West Bank city of Jericho. The IDF, or Israel Defense Forces, say that the men who were killed were Hamas terrorists and members of another cell that tried to execute an attack at a restaurant near Jericho last month on January 29th, when two terrorists tried to open fire at a restaurant with 30 people inside. The terrorist weapons jammed, and the two actually fled back to Jericho. Then they barricaded themselves into an apartment, and according to the Shin Bet, which is Israel's security agency, they were planning to carry out more attacks in the future. After refusing to answer several requests from Kyiv, the Ukrainian government has issued a list of demands for Foreign Minister Eli Cohen ahead of the scheduled reopening of Israel's embassy in the country this week. On the list, Kyiv expects a public denunciation of the Russian invasion, a $500 million loan to the country, medical treatment for Ukrainian soldiers in Israel, and the development of anti-missile technology. All those requests have been ignored until now by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. As for the loan, the previous government had already rejected that offer. According to a report, the foreign ministry says they could offer a tenth of that sum. Cohen is going to be meeting with his Ukrainian counterpart about this matter. At the moment, Israel remains cautious of backing Ukraine's struggle against Russia due to both countries' ties. After being appointed foreign minister last month, Cohen visited his Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov, and action Ukraine's ambassador, Yevgen Kornichuk, is criticizing. He says speaking with Lavrov in Russia was something no Israeli foreign minister had done since the war began, and that this was evidence of a pro-Russian shift in Israel's foreign policy. A new community near the Gaza Strip was announced by the government yesterday, so that's Sunday. The last coalition approved the construction of Hanon back in 2021, and the neighborhood is expected to have a mix of more than 500 secular and religious families together. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu attended the announcement and said, quote, We are continuing the momentum to build communities around the Gaza Strip as an adequate response to terrorism and as an expression of fundamental Zionism to settle the land of Israel, end quote. If you're confused or wondering, the area that we're talking about is Israel proper. It's not disputed land. It's Israeli territory, but it is on our side of the border near Gaza. Gaza is over the border. It's Palestinian territory. Israel gave it up years back, and it's become a hotspot for terrorism and rocket launches into Israel from the Gaza Strip. Defense Minister Yoav Gallant described this new initiative as the practical realization of the Zionist vision, end quote. Gallant was the original planner for the new community when he held the defense position back in 2015, and he finished in 2018. Thank you to all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. Thank you to all of you who personally finance and fund 
the Israel Daily News podcast by making monthly contributions. If you would like to make a monthly contribution and you're not doing so already, check out the link in the show notes, which you can click on, and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook at IsraelDaily.News, as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. Now for an ode to the Israeli man who invented the technology that paved the way for the MP3, which is an audio format that I work with on a daily basis to give you the Israel Daily News podcast. Famed Israeli computer scientist Professor Abraham Lempel has passed away at the age of 86. That was yesterday, so Sunday. He's also responsible for the zip file. He focused on data compression algorithms, which, of course, produced inventions that most of us today can't live without. His inventions are considered amongst the most significant of technological breakthroughs in the history of the State of Israel and the Technion, which is the top university for science in this country. He was also a professor there. Technion President Professor Uri Sivan says there are, quote, few whose research has had such a broad impact on technological progress and our daily lives. May his memory be a blessing, end quote. Professor Lempel was born in Poland in 1936 and started studying in the Technion in 1959, where he completed three academic degrees in eight years. In 1993, he was recruited to work for HP and then went on to establish its first operation in Israel. Just a year later, he managed it until 2007. While working at HP, the company registered eight patents in his name in the United States of America. Pretty impressive man. If you want to read more about him, you can keep an eye out on the Israel Weekly News Wrap, which is my newsletter that goes out on Sundays. I'm going to put a link in there to an article that I'm writing about him. It's going to have more detail, and it's actually going to be in a news outlet that I've never written for before, so this will be my first one. I'll put a link in the newsletter, and you can read more about this impressive man there. For the fifth consecutive Saturday, thousands of Israelis have taken to the streets to protest against judicial reforms proposed by Justice Minister Yariv Levin. Organized by the Movement for Quality Government in Israel at Habima Square in Tel Aviv, the night's main speaker was the former commander of the Israel police, Roni Al-Sheikh, who previously worked with Netanyahu between 2015 and 2018. Al-Sheikh says, As an observant Jew, I have to say that there is nothing Jewish in what is being proposed. No element of this plan aims at making the world a better place. End quote. Despite having fewer numbers than the last protest, which garnered around 100,000 people from around the country, about 2,000 plus people attended this demonstration peacefully on Saturday night, showing the population's perseverance in their fight. One of them was 75-year-old singer Ricky Lieberman and a 54-year-old independent consultant named Guy Cooper. Hear what they have to say. Okay, I come to the demonstrations, and I've come every week, every Saturday night, 
in support of a Jewish and democratic Israel uh, along the lines of the 1948 Declaration of Independence. I'm protesting for democracy and for uh, freedom and for privileges to continue, for liberalism to continue on. That's the way I think we should be living in this country and that's the way it's always been. And I see no reason to change. Um, and I don't see how the uh, proposals are making any of those uh, promises uh, that they claim uh, relevant to such a situation. In fact, I see quite the opposite. If you're a little confused about the Supreme Court reform, we're going to be all over it tomorrow. But the short version is that the government is proposing reforms that will change who gets to choose who becomes a Supreme Court judge, giving the power to the government, as well as giving the government a veto power to strike down decisions made by the high court. A couple of days ago, President Isaac Herzog called for a halt to the judicial overhaul. Justice Minister Yariv Levin, the author of such reforms, told Channel 13 News that the legislation would not be halted, even for a minute. During an IDF event in Jerusalem, Herzog made a comment asking to, quote, stop the whole process for a moment, take a deep breath, allow dialogue to take place, because there is a huge majority of the nation that wants dialogue, end quote. To explain more about the Supreme Court, we're going to have a deep dive into the topic via Instagram Live with former ambassador from Israel to the U.S., Michael Oren. He's a superstar and great at explaining the topic that we're going to dive into tomorrow. Go to the IsraelDaily.News Instagram page tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Israel Time to see the full talk. I'll be cutting a clip of the audio and uploading it as a podcast the day after, so if you prefer to listen just with audio, you can get it there. But of course, I encourage you to join us on Instagram Live using your cell phone. It's fun. It's interactive. You can make comments in the comments section. You can ask questions to get greater clarity. And you're going to get to see me and see Michael, and it'll be a joy. So join us there. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Monday, February 6th, 2023. Tel Aviv has a low of 11 degrees Celsius and a high of 17 degrees. That's 52 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 58 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add in personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my life. And I always mention our professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast. A big thank you goes out to our newest team member, Pedro Spiegel, who is interning for us as a general news intern with a specialty in feature reporting. And a big thank you to Michelle Milner, our social media director. Take a listen to a song called Hayati by Ariella Zaitlin. She's a fantastic American-Israeli Orthodox violinist. My listeners love her music. Enjoy this song and have a great and productive week. <laughs>